welcome to episode two of the podcast. Um, we're going to get our guest on, you know, straight away. Without further ado, let's get him on. Evening. You all right, mate? Yeah, not too bad. How are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm good, thank you. I'm good, thank you. How, how are you doing then? Yeah, really good. Yeah, cool. So, um, yeah, it's just going to be a little, like, I think I'd do this for about an hour. It's just going to be, like, a relaxed conversation, mate. So... Sweet. So, um, yeah, do you want to introduce yourself for, like, listeners who don't know, like, who you are or, like, stuff like that? Yeah. Um, Just, like, a brief so, overview, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, I'm, my name's Luke Williams. Uh, Pinball-wise, I have been uh, playing with, my, my first sort of serious team was Ready Entity, and I was with them between 2014 and yeah, uh, 2013 and 2015. hmm Um and then uh, I went away to New Zealand for a little while, came back, um, jumped in with uh, London Tigers, um, and been playing with them in the Elite Division. Oh, uh, nice, yeah. Then I, um, uh, was, I, was, I was about to, I was about to, to throw, the, throw the gun down and hang my coat up and um, take a back seat, but then uh, I, I can't keep away, so uh, mm-hmm. I uh, put, put together a, a local team full of um, a few folks that are on that original entity team. Yeah, um, man, yep. Yeah, I've seen I've seen a bunch of those actually. Like just not not like recently, but like over like the past couple of months. I think they're very like I think they're very like No, no, I'm just I'm just saying like I have I have seen a couple of them and I think they are actually really insightful. Like I always I always read through them and I I look through people's comments and stuff. So um yeah, I, I do think those are like very useful, especially for like, for, like players in lower division in lower like divs like myself. Like I'm moving into D4 um in like in like March, and I think like people like yourself just doing like the write ups is like massively beneficial. Yeah, I, I think that's I, I think that's really useful. I think what, what what I'm trying to write really is um is what I wish I read. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I guess I, so. You know, at, at your stage, you know, um, mm. sort of found the game and was trying to get um sort of start climbing the ranks. Yeah, yeah. So um yeah I so you've recently been active in this like Facebook group uh, Paintball Walkers Not Talkers and um, I've seen yeah <laughs> I mean you sh- I'm pretty sure you knew this was going to come up anyway but um, you've yeah. been you've been going on about Project Mixable and I was just wanted I've, I've like read I've read the uh, post and stuff I just wanted to know like a bit more about it like w- what was your like like vision or like idea for it yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, if so, you could um, explain that in like more detail maybe that'd be, yeah, be kind of cool I'll, I'll take it a half step back and just talk about that group. But like, I think literally, mm. uh, I think um, Ross Ginge um, posted up in there. I think he's a dude that uh, he did about mayhem. Yeah, mayhem he posted in UK Paintball the old uh, like a, a post saying, "How do we grow the game?" We keep talking about it. But come on, let's hear some actual stuff. Yeah, and then um, and then I think essentially he started to notice that some people were actually trying to contribute positively. I think a lot of people were just saying, this is what's wrong, this is what's wrong, this, right. this sucks, site should charge us money, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then there were a few people um, that were trying to kick about some ideas um, about, okay, what can we actually do that's a bit of a positive force to, mm-hmm. um, to get things going? Yeah. And um, so 
I started thinking, all right, let's try and wrap some of these things up into little projects and get people going on them. Some things I learned um, were already kind of being done. Like there's putting together a supplies pinball calendar. It's like, well, Pinball Magazine already does a really good job of that. So yeah, they do, they do, definitely. Bother, like, <laughs> yeah, they, 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 they even bother. Um, you know, my size does an amazing job of that and he just gets your done and goes right ahead. Um, so the other thing that I was super interested in was, um, I think it was Lydia Conroy, um, she mentioned that uh, down at NDF, they used to do just like, you know, um, Sundays or whatever, yeah. something like that. And yeah. it would literally just be a case that um, people would go and um, just play a bit of table, whoever's on the field, just go and just go and play. And uh-huh. it's all, I sort of thought, like, you know, back in the day, that's that's kind of what happened quite a lot. I would go around, you know, I was kind of probably at a similar level to where you are at the moment. Yeah, um, yeah. Trying try to push harder and play, you know, I had disposable income, um, you know, no real responsibility. Mm-hmm. So on the weekends, I was like, just go out and have fun yeah yeah and and usually i could find somewhere where there's something going on Um, Mm -hmm. and quite often it would be a similar format to that like oh yeah uh oh yeah jump jump in with these folks um but yeah and so that that really helped me because i start i then started to you know get talking to people made some friends on different teams yeah and sort of maybe feel a bit more like i was part of the community made some made some new people friends um and, and that sort of thing. And I thought, you know, that's not actually something that really goes on very much anymore. Um, and, and Lydia pointed out, like, it was great. You, you could bring new people to it. And yeah. And would know, oh, that person's new. Let's be, you know, let's be chill. Um, yeah, I it think... Wasn't, it wasn't... Sorry, yeah. I was just trying to beat each other up. Yeah, I know. I think, um, I don't know. I think people, like, especially, like, new players, like, but I'm basing this on just what I've seen. I think people um, are, like, Definitely, uh, well, I can't really say much, but I think I, from from what I've seen, I think people are just like a lot more like relaxed with them. I think that's like a, re- a really good thing, though. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, you, you you can probably add more to that because you've been playing longer than like I have. But like from what I've only been playing like four years, but from what I've seen, um, like people like genuinely like quite, you know, sort of like relaxed and they and they they like lending like like new players like some of their kit for like a game or something like that. Or at least that's that's what I've seen. Yeah, I think mean, maybe it's just the case that I'm <laughs> I've been hanging around at the top level um, for a little while and yeah, man, I'm... The, 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 the other bit where people are yeah taking a bit more of a relaxed approach. Um, I'm sure it's completely different worlds, but yeah, I'm sure it is. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Um, well, it, it it is and it isn't like there's still. Hmm. Okay. Um, and then and then made a, a bit of a fun little um, rivalry for our for our matchup in Division Two. That's cool. Last season. 
That's cool. Um, but yeah, he 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 mentioned that. Um, yeah, this happens at, uh, I think it's Paintball South. It is. I've actually played there. Yeah, it's an excellent site if anyone hasn't been, so I recommend that. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, um, can, can you talk about, about that? What goes down there? How's it, how's it tend to get out? Um, so, I've only I've been there twice. Uh, their woodland feels quite good, but um, I went there about a month ago, just like literally just before this like lockdown you know, came into force. And um, pretty yeah. much... Um, every month like they have like these little like speedball training sessions um so, yeah. so like anyone can turn up so we had like we had some guys from from london um like around that area like um turn up and they were they were like completely new and then it was myself um a couple of like the boys who i play with uh, i play for our panthers so like, a couple of them like turned up as well uh, yeah. and then we had like um luke viles was there from um london monarchs and it was literally just yeah. like a mess about on like a on like a speedball field for like the day but then or I say it was a mess about but then you like you got like Luke giving out tips and then you're just playing points and you're just like it's like a mixture yeah, of it, like yeah. I'm, I'm one of your videos like I think they came over and gave you some sound words of advice and I was like yeah, yeah man who knows what he's talking about exactly like, I, I got I got I got yeah I got loads of time for uh, for uh, Luke yeah he always he's always dishing out like advice so um yeah it's literally just like running through points and just like giving newer like newer players like myself and like a couple of like other guys you know tips tricks and like whatever so um yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's how i'd sum it up and that's it and, and that's why i think you know part of the key of, of going the game is, is is making sure that when people decide yeah whether they've come from rental whether mm-hmm. they haven't even ever picked up a paintball gun before and they've just seen a video of my like a, a, a show reel of NXL yeah or whatever, like highlights like, I yeah i want to go and try that like part, like everyone's talking about you know how do we convert rental customers and stuff is like like and how to get the word out there but actually you can't there's no point getting the word out there about the game unless no. you can say pick up this kit this is what you need mm-hmm. and go to this like one of these places like hopefully one of these places is near you and just go there it's yeah. really accessible for new people mm-hmm. speak to this person they'll hook you up with anything you need um, and, and like you know go give it a try like, yeah man yeah like, um, whether it's a new person or, or even someone transitioning over from um, you know the, the scenario game or uh, Woods Ball or, or just walk-ons mm-hmm. or um, even Mad or even Airsoft you know yeah um, yeah you know, it, it's it's sort of where do you put people once once they've showed interest? And I don't know. I think, I think that's like a hard question to answer, though, because it's down to the individual. I reckon. That's it. Like I. It's, it's, yeah. The, the problem is, it's not having somewhere where you can go, and it doesn't really matter who you are. You no. You have to be affiliated with a team. Yeah. You don't have mm-hmm. to have joined a club or whatever. Like you kind of just need to get like a, a little bit of game together and. Um, you know, or, or hopefully maybe even borrow some from someone that's there um, if you want, you know, because the thing is that once you get, once you find these places and find these little communities, people want to help you out. Like, if, oh, 100%. If you're interested, yeah. And so many people have a spare mask and a spare loader and a bottle, you know, and somebody else will have a spare marker. And, you know, as, as soon as you're in that sort of community, yeah. you then will get sorted out. And then you can slowly start to buy your kit and, um, you know, kind of start uh-huh. to ask people questions. And I think yeah. it's giving people this, like, entryway into the community that, that we're kind of we're kind of missing and, and yeah I, think, I definitely think we are like i think like especially i don't know but, but based on my experience um yeah i think like it's like the hardest bit is like just 
like getting into it as you as you were said about like you know just going along to like you know your your local site for like a day like most most people like the thing the sort of thing i find right like everyone like most like most of the, of the general public know about paintball right like as in yeah. like, as on like a like a rental like customer level but then yeah. like if you think about it like barely anyone in that sort of like general public don't know about speedball or magfed or pump or all these other like different variations oh man i've got to explain every time i'm like yeah it's like like a football field yeah uh, and like and you've got these inflatable barricades that are like symmetrical so it's fair for like even like both sides yeah play five on five yeah just shut you out and you gotta get to where the other team starts oh mate that's my like that's been refined over about gosh Honestly, I'm I'm sure like everyone. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure like everyone listening. I, I can definitely like relate to that. I'm sure everyone else can. So um, yeah, I've just I so I'm like a uni student as well, and um, I was watching the uh, NXL World Cup that happened this year whilst I was at uni, and I was I was in the I was in the uh, like bar. And I was like watching it on like my phone, and like a couple I saw like a couple of mates, and they they saw me watching it. And then um, yeah. they were like, oh, what's this? Like, it looks really cool, blah, 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 blah. And then I got to go through the whole thing of, like, explaining it to them. And I'm just like, oh, you know, just, it, it, it does take ages to explain to people, but. Yeah. We, we, need, we need someone to come out, and, and this, maybe this is something for you, Roger. We need someone, some, like, a video which explains it, like, succinctly in, like, a minute. With, um, oh, mate, yeah. All you need to know about the, about the Speedball format. 100%. That's okay. Challenge accepted, people. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Yeah. No, I can. I can definitely work on that. Yeah. I mean, I might get. I might get Jordan Wright involved in that as well. Speak to him. You know, we we'll just do a little team up, maybe. Uh, so yeah. Um. So, right. So you're like, you're running like Bristol Badgers, okay? But then I've seen that that team's been rebranded to Bristol Binman and you're getting custom G4s, which I think is pretty sick. Like, I couldn't... I, I actually thought, right, when I first saw that, I thought it was, like, a joke. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, even, I'm not even, like... I actually, I saw it, I was like, this has to be, like, a joke. Like, this, this, this like, can't be actually happening. And then I'm like, oh, okay, they got custom G4s, like, coming in. I'm like, hmm, it is it is actually a thing. So, yeah, I just, like... So what was, like, the reason behind that? Was there any, like, particular reason? Or just... Yeah, is it, like, a, fun, a funny story? I'm really, I'm really sorry to bring this to you, Roger. Okay. It, it was a big joke. Right, right. Um, and you know we mentioned Ant Perry earlier? Yeah, yeah, he I do. He's the genius behind the custom Geo4. Oh, okay. He photoshopped that up, and it is beautiful. Is and it? I was like, you know what, I would take that Geo4. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, so let me wind you back um, to CPPS round two, I think it was. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Against Monarchs, um, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, so Leds was commentating up in the box with um, with Ainsley, and yep. uh, Leds um, uh, called us the Bristol Bin Men. <laughs> right. Okay. Long sleeve grey gilded and jerseys. Yeah. So. The story behind the jerseys is a. I think the long sleeve jerseys look pretty good. Like, I, 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 I think you know for how much they cost, they're brilliant. Yep. And I think you know, to, to me, like beautiful 
paper players are beautiful because their form is really good. They're running and gunning, solid. Agreed, they're agreed. Like amazing. Doesn't yeah. really matter what you're wearing unless you're doing something ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, I think like good-looking paintballers look good because of what they're doing, not what they're wearing. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely agree with that one. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm. um, so my like, so this kind of hits and like touches on something I want to talk to a little bit. Um, later, which is like the, the sort of values of, of, of the team and yeah, up, like, make sure you, you get good values for your team. But part of Crystal Badges was we don't spend any money or waste any time on anything that doesn't improve our people. So, right. um, so and, and that's really important to us because we're, um, we're most of us are, are fathers and, or are families or are mm-hmm. like, in the kind of peak of our careers and so paintball isn't everything to us paintball is just no. something we really enjoy can't yeah. really let go of but we can't spend loads of time or, or, or money or investment there. yeah even exactly. though even though you are playing at like a top level so then yeah. you kind of think yeah. in my mind if I like obviously like I don't play at that level but I think like loads of obviously like people do invest loads of time into that top level but I would just I would kind of just like assume everyone would be like super super invested but I'm not at that level, so it's probably it's probably a mixture. Of, so, it's probably a bit different, but yeah, I, I think I think with paintball you get a really like experience goes a really long way. Yeah, and, and the mental game goes a really long way, and that's something that um, a lot of the badges have. A lot of them have been in the elite division for um, sort of at least three years. Okay, before. comfortable, um, yeah, so, comfortably yeah, there. Yeah, so we've kind of we've got that, and my whole thing with badges is. Um, is we're not aiming to go into elite. What we're doing is we're aiming to put in a certain amount of time into into, into playing, which is one uh, one training before each event. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so that's literally all we're doing. So we're doing one training and then the event. Then the event. Okay. It. Anything you anything anyone wants to do that's extra, go ahead, go for it. Bonus. Um, yeah. But essentially, what we're going to do is then see what will that, how far can we go with that? So we don't care whether we're in elite division or division one or um you know constantly coming 11th in elite, elite division mm-hmm. um, and getting beat up all the time uh yeah because like, our goal is to get as far as we can with only putting in minimum a minimum amount of time investment so um, okay so pretty much just being as efficient as you can and then and then having fun on top of it yeah absolutely it's like the, the, a lot of the fun is in the winning and, and doing everything right and, oh and yeah <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> absolutely um so yeah i've gone i've gone way off um, on a tangent so that's yeah, fine so mate yep. um so we've got these sick as fuck uh five pound gray gildaran jerseys i'm like you know what um not like nice um you know professional jerseys they yeah. do look nice and they do feel nice and they're a bit more breathable. They don't um, get as like soaked as the cotton jerseys do. But in terms of like impact on my game, do I need to spend like 50, 60, 70 quid on, on a cotton jersey where I could just get a Gildan long, long cotton for five pounds? That's fair um, enough, yeah. And, and paint a bit, of, paint our logo on in, on acrylic there with, uh, with some paint. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> fair play. I mean, if it, if it works, it works, so... Yeah, there so, you go. so that was my philosophy. And, uh, yeah, Leds called us the Bristol Bin Yeah, um, that's the owner of Planet Eclipse, for everyone who may not know. So yeah, that's Leds, yeah. yeah. No worries, yep. Um, he's super, super, super fun bloke. And, uh, uh, yeah, this story paints me good life. But, um, yeah, so, uh, so yeah, he called us the Bristol Bin Men. Um, right, okay. I think, you know, in our... In our 
Monarchs game, he said he was favouring the Monarchs um, to win. Uh, yeah. Um, because he didn't like our jerseys. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> yeah. Then, uh, yeah, we won that game. And then we, uh, I decided that I would put up a post announcing that Planet Eclipse had chosen to sponsor the Bristol Bin Men. I've seen that, yep. Um, Yep. And yeah, so that that was the whole thing, and it was a bit of a satirical punch I did design to try and be like, is he serious or is he joking? So yeah, because uh, I'm, I'm glad that some people did um, uh, did bite. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, it was a, it was a uh, just a bit, of, um, a bit of a fun joke. So yeah, since then we've kind of been calling ourselves Bristol Bin Men a lot of the time. Yeah, um, and making jokes about uh, <laughs> Bin Mags and stuff. And uh, yeah, yeah, and. Um, I know. I that post to try and get a rise out of this. I was like, oh, I wonder if, uh, I wonder if he'd, uh, I wonder if Planet Eclipse would be like, oh yeah, go on. Like that was that was funny. Um, we'll sort out some stuff. And then uh, yeah, then, then we got a super good. Um, we, we got some super cheap jerseys, so that was brilliant. Thanks, Les. Nice one. <laughs> so now we, then we came out around three wearing some actual Planet Eclipse jerseys that were um, in a sort of nice grey colour, which suited our, our branding down to the ground. So. Yeah, we are still Bristol Badgers. We're not a Bristol Bin Men, but we are. We also are a Bristol Bin Men at heart. Bristol Badgers Bin Men. There we go. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, I've yeah those those custom Geo fours actually look quite nice. I don't know any other team. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know any other team who has a custom Geo four at the moment, apart from you guys. But. No. So we, we didn't actually have them, so uh, and and designed them. Right. And then uh, I announced that we were getting sponsored by Eclipse mm-hmm. and getting these ones, um, kind of tongue in cheek to see if I like. Really, what I was hoping for was that um, Eclipse would see it and go, "Yeah, right, fair enough." Um, yeah. We'll, design, we'll, we'll give you these geofors, or like we'll we'll put that on and sell them to you or whatever. Um, but I didn't get that. But I did get some jerseys, so uh, I'm I'm pretty happy and. Also, let's throw in a box a little of like casual T-shirts and stickers and stuff. So, oh, okay. um, yeah, super, super generous um, that was from from Les, and uh, it's no strings attached. I don't have to say anything. Um, Quick, easy, yep. Um, so, yeah, gen- genuinely, really, really good company that wants to look after people and have a bit of banter. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, I love I love Planet Eclipse. I'm not even sponsored by them, but like big shout out to those guys. Big big shout yeah, out. To- you all shoot Eclipse guns because yeah. you, you just give them like you can literally just throw it in your in your kit bag and pick it out and, it, and it's gonna work ninety nine percent of the time. Yeah, um, that's true. But, you know, they do you shoot. Do yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean the the quality and like the service of that company is amazing, absolutely yeah. incredible. I, I think everyone else can like agree with that really. So yeah, big yeah. up big up Eclipse, pretty much. Absolutely. Um. So yeah, uh, a friend of mine called Adam, who I play on uh, my team with, he has a. He's just recently bought a Geo Four, and I, I, when I was out yeah. paintball south with him, like he was like showing it, like showing it around and stuff. I picked it up, and it felt super, super nice. Um, when I picked it up, it felt like you know how like the uh, CS One grips are like really, really chunky. Yeah. If you can like imagine a slimmer version of those grips. Like like a lot slimmer okay. version. It's like a mix between, it's like a hybrid between the CS two grips and the CS one grips. But it, like it feels really nice. That's how I would explain it. Yeah, 
Yeah. Like it's just yeah. it, it feels it feels amazing. Yeah. I remember I I picked up yeah. it, I picked up his like Geo four in like both hands and I'm like this. I looked at him. I was like, yeah, this this feels super nice. And then like he like looks back at me. He's like, yeah, it does, doesn't it? And then I made I made I made some joke and I was like, yeah, my my fucking student budget wouldn't be able to like afford it. <laughs> we just just laughed yeah. about it. So yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I I yeah, I. I, I yeah, that's that's what yeah. I'm shooting. Um, I picked that up this season actually. Well, during the off yeah. season, because I was shooting. Um, you know the like original like G Tech. Yeah. That's what I've been using for like the past three years, and um, I don't know. I, so I was at I was at Mayhem. Yeah, Mayhem last August. And I was like I was like I've had this G Tech for like quite a while. And I was like, it's definitely time just to like upgrade. I think, like, especially because like, especially because like we were going into like D four, and then like the team I was playing with, we like, so our team split into like our first team who are who were playing to they they've played in like D three, but they're going into like D two, and I'm part of like their second team, right? And then we we played in breakout um, like last season, and then we're going into D four, and um, our first team all currently shoot Lux. Um, at the moment but then our second team really like we all absolutely like love like um eclipse guns so pretty much for like this season we've got like all the second team we're gonna be shooting eclipse even though we're not sponsored by them but they're just like fantastic guns as we've been speaking about and then i was like yeah i might as well just pick up like a a cs2 if i can find one for like a, a banging deal which is what i did and um yeah, I don't, I'm not going to upgrade any, anytime soon because I don't need to, to be honest. So, no, I, I, I'm really. Is there too much difference like, between the, the G Tech and the CS2? Um, I, I, tend to, I tend to advise people to, to, to not spend money on, on the equipment like, as, long as, it, as long as it shoots consistently. Um, and, yeah, I mean. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I, it's reliable. I mean, I've, I've, used, I've used both. Like I have, I have shot like my CS2. I shot it for like the first time, at, like Painful South, when I made like those two videos. Um, the thing, uh, the 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 original GTEC, I like it. Um, I've got a, like, a couple of problems with it though. Like what I don't like about it is it's got that macro line. Obviously, like I'm not like the biggest. Like it's I can play with it fine, but like it's not. I, I ideally wouldn't want it to be there. And then. Um, I also like the CS2 grips because they're like a lot chunkier, um, like as in like the more they're more like streamlined. They feel like you know the ergonomics like feels like a lot a lot better. And um, also like I'm I'm really I'm really bad like programming like like paintball markers like I'm just associated with it. And um, basically, did the G Tech have like little flashing lights? It did. And my G Tech, yeah. my G Tech didn't have the the OLED, and it would take me like 10, 15 minutes to try. Like I'm not even joking. Like it take me so long to try and program it into ramping, and I got to like go through all the cycles, all these like flashing colours like coming up at me, like I'm like at, like some disco or something like that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so then you you, you spoiled Roger. That was um, that was my, my well my first gun was an ion, so that was terrible for it. Like, oh yeah, I didn't yeah. Want the up one button and you had a load of stuff that you could program like you could, you could program the ramping and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that and yeah. then, um, 
which again exactly the same thing you've got three buttons on the back of the yeah man like it was honestly it's not, it's, it's not in the manual that you can do it but yeah it, it's it's not super user friendly. But, um, no, and and I mean that's that's what I was really looking for, and that's that's like that's like the biggest reason why I just upgraded because um like I've seen like a couple of like people who I know and they had like CS twos or like a CS one or something like that, and um I'd be programming on my G Tech. It'd take me ages. I'd have to like get like my friend Jack on like the phone, and like we'd have to just like go through it all, and like and then I'd see like other people with, like their CS ones or like I don't know LV ones or you know CS twos like like whatever and they just program it and it would just be done in two seconds and that's what i was looking for like just no issues at all and it's like super user friendly so that's like yeah that's that's like the biggest reason why i, I like upgraded as well yeah they are they are I would, but yeah I, I would if, if i had a chance to get a nice cheap geo4 then i would but uh, i don't think that opportunity is coming anytime soon um, yeah man Unless I can really power an even better marketing program than I did with uh, Bristol Bin Men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess like having like the best gear doesn't make you like the best player. I think. But... Absolutely not. Yeah. And actually, that um, quite nicely links into what I was gonna, what I did want to talk to you about. Um, yeah, go for it. Far away. Trying to convey. So, um, obviously, before this. Um, yeah, they're saying. Yeah, what what advice would you give to, to teams and players? Yeah. And um, I've been doing a lot of thinking about this, right? And it is kind of stemmed from being on, um, yeah, sort of elite level teams and uh, trying to learn how to play the table better. Uh huh. Um, not really, uh, like just feeling like I was missing missing something or not really learning or or, or developing much. Yeah. So that's why with my with my writing, I've been like, okay, let's work out what like. What is paintball like? How how do you win paintball? Like what what is a good mm-hmm. paintball performance? Like um, sort of like simplify it. Like just go into like loads of detail about it and just like lay it out in that format. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. I've, I've got all these thoughts and ideas, but until you actually and um, this is something that happens with writing. Like until you actually write something down, you, it's open to interpretation. And especially if it's only in your brain, you haven't really like until you can actually write something down yeah. or say something out loud that's coherent and makes sense in your head and um, you, you don't really um i don't think you really know that you've got your understanding uh-huh. so that's what i think that's why writing is it like it, it's for me and anyone else like i'm i'm writing because i'm like i know that there are concepts that 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 we we think about and talk talk about and work on yeah but i haven't written them all down and like, i don't understand what they all are and how they all interact and um i was listening lot of, um, of, of podcasts of other sports and and like and, and just like kind of coaching in general because having crystal badges on my team um you know i'm not somebody that would just be like oh yeah i'll have a table team and then i'll just go and we'll just go and do the minimum like although we are as a team doing the minimum i want to make sure that um we're using our time really effectively when we're training yeah um, exactly yeah playing the events yeah um so i started think like you know, listening to a lot of uh, different resources from inside the game, outside the game, um, and trying to pull stuff together. And um, essentially, like, the, I've, I've kind of come up with sort of five pillars of, um, of performance. And it's, this is mainly focused at the individual as opposed to the team. Okay, um, yeah. The, 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 the team I'll, I'll move on to after. Um, so as an individual, you've got 
equipment is the first thing, right? Like you've got to have a gun that works, is reliable. Yeah, yeah. You've got to have paint that shoots um, relatively straight and breaks on your opponent and doesn't blow up in your gun. You, you need to have a mask that doesn't steam up and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As soon as you, as soon as you've kind of met those criteria, you're kind of done with equipment. Like, I don't think you need to go and get the the best guns or like. No, exactly. Know, yeah. Getting like a getting like a barrel kit to in order to you know get a little bit more efficiency out of your gun when you're only playing you know a small number of points and you're filling up with air between anyway yeah like, marginal gains I think we're not and we need to be finding those marginal gains we need to be actually focusing our time where we can get like the, the maximum gains yeah so that left me with um, four more so um, I've got uh, the um, uh, so got the technical side and um, by technical I mean um, like things like snap shooting lane shooting yeah. running in running, drills or, drills drills like yeah man um, yeah so that's technical stuff and that's stuff that you use um, paintball drills for right um, uh, yeah it is it is that, that's the main thing that most people focus on when they're doing a little uh, a little drill is, that, is their is the technical they'll sort of um, rinse and repeat yeah but that's only a and so while we spend a lot of time on that in training, we don't actually always think about these other components. So I've also got tactical. Tactical, okay. So, yeah. So that is essentially knowing what the right thing to do is in a, in a given situation. Right, so okay. if I'm in a 2v3 and I'm the third player um, on, on my team, yeah. you know, we're a body up, and I'm the person that's in the snake and there's... Um, my teammates are elsewhere on the field. What what should I do next? Like, if 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 I just get up and start charging down the field, you're gonna get um, a shot out. Yeah, they've got a really strong cross. I've just done the. I've just made it like a met like I've just made a tactical error. Yeah. Um, like you know, really, I should just be trying to edge up as slowly as I can, like, like as carefully as I can, because my teammates are far away from me and can't look, look after me. Mm-hmm. Um. So you know, I just keep putting putting pressure across the field. Yeah, um, and I can leave it to the my other two players who are in better positions um, and able to actually they're on their feet and able to move around and, and you know probe and, and do things. Mm-hmm. I, I should be leaving it to them. So that's that's kind of tactical, like knowing right. what the right thing to do is in, in, in a given situation. Okay. Um, that's the other component, and that's something that we don't always do much of in in drills. Um, no. It's something that. It's something that um, me and uh, quite a few of the badges, especially the ones that came from Entity, are quite good at because we trained on a field with just us. So we'd do a lot of like 4v3s, yeah. 3v3s, 2v3s, like situational drills where we, like, you know, not intentionally, we weren't saying, is this the right thing to do? It's just we did it so much that it kind of ingrained you, in our minds yeah. how to play these situations. So oh, I um, guess... we rely on that experience a lot. If you watch the webcast, yeah. like, it wasn't shooting those people off the break and um, you know beating them so it was usually like we would end up getting into scrappy points where it's three on three four on three oh yeah three. yeah we would always come out on top so many times mm-hmm. yeah ma'am sorry I think we're going to say something no no I was just um, I was just as I was listening to like you making those points I was just thinking back to my like I, 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 yeah I was thinking back to like my first well, my first season up at CPPS, and I've been in like I so I'm a I'm a front yeah. I'm a front um snake player, so um I've been in like a bunch of those like situations you were just like going on about, especially yeah because 
like yeah especially like if i if i like let's say like i dive into snake right and i and my back player um hasn't seen where their where where the uh, opposition's front snake has gone then i've got to like really be careful about about what sort of move i make next i've got to like really think about it. i can't just go like rush straight up to like the 50 like as 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 we were saying and um i think like yeah, I just I think you just made some like really interesting points, and I was just just thinking back to the, like situations I've been in because I'm yeah like my team well, the the team I play for we've been in a a situation there was one situation we were in it was a it was a three v two and it was like round three of um, CPPS we play against one of the, one of the uh, sad teams, yeah. and our front player um he was he was on the uh, 50 like bag side i was on the 50 snake side as well i'd shot out their snake and then um our back player had shot out, had shot out their back player so it was looking like it was looking like it was going to be a decent point and plus we like we'd we'd won every single point we played up until then so it was it was looking like a decent point um and then our front bag player saw uh saw one of uh, Sad's um, bag players like move up and he knew exactly where he was and he yeah. was keeping him pinned in and I think Sad still had I think they still had their centre alive or he was at, or they had a player alive at, at the 300 I can't really like remember which one but they definitely had another player in some sort of centre position and then our yeah so, so Panthers like bag player basically uh, noticed that they still had their centre alive and no one had actually seen him yet and then he was cool. He was like using his comms and telling everyone like where the center was. But then Sad's, yeah. So then uh, Sad's bag player was like like moved around on him and like shot him out. And then our bag player goes out. And then our two back players hadn't actually noticed that happening because they were focusing on the center. And then the Sad, yeah, the uh, the uh, Dorito player for Sad comes around, shoots out both our back players and then it's just me like left in the snake I've got no clue what's going on and then he actually he actually came around and hit the uh, buzzer and uh, that's the only point we lost um, that day but yeah I I definitely think like those, those like tactical um, like like scenarios I guess you've been mentioning like incorporate a lot a lot into that I just thought uh, that's just a point I thought I'd just bring up that was, that was quite long winded so I do apologise <laughs> But I thought I thought it was useful to like explain, yeah. Yeah, and um, and, and yeah. So like, as I like, I got some of this from um, listening to a really good podcast called the Sports Psych Show. It's about sports, oh yeah, psychology. Yeah, um, it's, it's about coaches and and you know a lot of the um, a lot of the coaches talk about like the technical and tactical, but they don't always talk about um, like the team's culture and no. uh, the players' mental state. So that brings us onto onto, onto my third component, which is the um, which is like me- like mental, like how like how are you doing mentally? How are you doing emotionally? Are you confident? Do you believe that you're going to win this point? Do yeah. you think, oh shit, we're playing these guys and these guys are really good? Like, are you down in your head or are you up for it and ready to go? Like, yeah. Sometimes it can be the other way where it's like, oh, we're playing these guys and they're really good, so let's really up the game. Let's just go and give it all we've got. Yeah. Um, 
sometimes it's, it's it's false confidence when you're just like a bit too cocky like oh yeah it's just these guys I'm just gonna yeah whatever and then that's when you go out you play a bit loose you get shot you get a penalty and then all of a sudden you're losing against this team that you fought yeah I've had that I've had that experience like so many times like so um, I used to play rugby for um, 10 years and um There'd be there'd be some teams we'd like go out to who we just like scored a lot of points, you know, like the previous season before, and we we go in with like that mm. that attitude of oh we've we've like beat them before, we can easily do it again, and we just get, we just get like absolutely rinsed by that team yeah. like nine times out of ten. Um, so yeah, I guess having like ha- I don't, it's like it's like a difficult one though, isn't it? Because if you feel like you can you can I don't know it's it, I I think it it definitely is hard to sort of like tone down that attitude if it's if it's there for that particular game yeah it's, it's just um, it's kind of hard to like switch it off sometimes maybe there's things you can do though right you've got to hello oh we've ah We've got we've run into some technical issues <laughs> halfway through the podcast. Ah, oh. let's get let's get the Wi-Fi back on. No, oh, no, this is not good. Yeah, I'm just trying to. Okay, I'm gonna put on my my data. Right. Oh, okay. We're gonna we're gonna call him again. That's that's typical. That happens halfway through, <clears throat> or three quarters of the way through it. Yeah. Sorry about that, mate. My my Wi-Fi just like like signal just dropped for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Classic. Oh, so I was just saying, um, yeah. So like, some teams play against other teams, and they have this attitude of, oh, we've like, we like smashed them last season. You know, we can just easily like do it again. And I was saying how, um, if you're if you're like in that situation, like it can be quite hard to like switch off from that attitude and like you know like tone it down like a bit. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's it's complacency, is what it is. And, and, yeah. And the the way that I try to approach that is I, I you know I try to find a team and say we play the same way whoever we're playing against. Mm-hmm. We play our game. We play with confidence. We play uh, yeah. We, we, we dominate them in our gunfights and we and we and we we press against them. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's. It's, it's something that happens all the time and that's why I love paintball because sometimes you see um, you know great teams fall to the team to, to the underdog underdogs uh, yeah it's, it's well, not the underdogs team necessarily oh no 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 it's just like in general yeah <laughs> yeah Yeah, that's true. Get away with something. Um, 
which you know, is very easily said by myself on a, um, on a Wednesday evening on a, on a podcast, but yeah, it's man. something that, um, that always shines through in, um, in, in practice. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's the, that's the struggle to mental game. And I think as well, to, to carry on on this, like the, the mental game, it's, um, it's, it's also about, like, you know, recognising things quickly, um, you know, being yeah. focused and, and kind of zoned in. Sometimes I see people, um, and they're just, like, kind of doing this, like, they're, they're like, I was just demonstrating to you, as you can see me, um, they're, like, you know, they're coming out of their bunker, and, like, in and out of the bunker really fast, like, doing this really intense, looks like a, they're doing this really intense oh. gunfight, but actually, they're kind of just going through the motions of it, and yeah. kind of see them doing it, and then they just get, um, you know, shot in the face, and... Like that was like it's, it's kind of tunnel vision and. Um, oh man, I hate tunnel vision. Tunnel vision in the snake is so or anywhere. It's, I know. It's it is honestly like it's it's actually awful. I hate it. I hate it when it happens. Like especially like I don't know. In like it, well, especially in my case because like or like any snake player's case. Well, especially like when you're crawling on the floor, and you're just like looking at like the bunker in front of you. It's so hard just to like. I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, it is. It is quite hard to be like aware of like every of like everything else that's like going on, or at least that's what I find sometimes. But it's um, been, like a, a trap that I see with snake players sometimes in the in, in the lower divisions is yeah. they'll get tunnel vision. Like they'll they'll be able to see like a bit of someone's pack, and then they'll be like trying to shoot it for ages, and like starting to like lift up over their bunker or come out wider than they should be, trying to get the skill. Yeah. and that's when somebody looking at them catches them out. Mm-hmm. Or, oh yeah. You know looking at these people and running and going to the next bunker about looking ahead and understanding if there's somebody in the corner or not. Um, yeah. So yeah it's, I've definitely it's had like, that experience before. Hundred percent. So I was I was playing one point at the upper CPPS and um I was I pushed up to like the the um, snake fifty and I sort of like peeked around the I like wrapped around my uh, bunker like fairly like fairly low and then I saw like they uh i saw the uh other guy's pod pack like about two bunkers in front of me and i tried like shooting i tried shooting him out but then i didn't realize i basically i got tunnel vision right so i didn't realize i had their back player was also onto me as well and i was like oh shit okay like i've got it's it's kind of like a 201 at, at the moment and um then i was like but i need to shoot out their snake player because then otherwise if if i get like the way i see it if i don't if I if I if I don't shoot out like their snake player, like I haven't like fulfilled my job properly. Does does that sort of make sense? Like yeah. literally, like yeah. So my my sort of like the, yeah, the kind of way I see it is, if I shoot out their their snake player, like amazing, like sorted, like anything else is like a bonus or like an added extra, I guess. Um, so anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. True, true. Exactly. Okay. Don't, don't settle for just trading out because that, this is something that uh, this again is another huge, huge tip. Is um, think about the after, like after the mugging. Like, if you're going to go and mug someone or, or get involved in a in a close gunfight, yeah. you got to think about how do I shoot them and then stay alive. Mm-hmm. Like that's something that you see. Like a lot of people get up, start running, shoot someone, and then just keep on running. Until they die. <laughs> yep, that's why I do a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, like the, the the scale is like okay, I get like I run low, I shoot this this player, and yep. I dive straight into like straight in behind them and get into their spot. Uh huh. Um, so that I'm 
feel low and still alive. And sometimes, um, like sometimes you don't even need to go past a bunker, especially in that with Theranos like big wings. Yeah. Like, if you can literally just kind of round the wing and shoot them and pull yourself back, um, yeah. back behind the bunker, um, then that's amazing. It's not only if you neutralize a threat, you're now also a massive threat to the, to the opponents. If you kind of just go and trade out with them, then oh, there's no one in the snake for either team anymore. Mm, um, and then it becomes yeah. like a bit of a 50-50 gamble. Like, yeah, so... Yeah, game of who can get in there next. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but that's not true, though. When, like, sometimes they're in your side of the snake and it doesn't fucking matter. Like, just get them out because they are yeah. to kill the rugby team. Like, you know, obviously the situations are different, like, but that, that, that's why I call it an overextension uh, all the way in your side of the, side of the field. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. So, so that was the, the, the mental game. Yeah. And then uh, the final piece of the puzzle is the physical, which is literally, it, it's, it's the, the fitness and your ability to keep performing um, you know, through, through fatigue after you know, executing technical um, technical things like you know, executing your running, your gunning, your gunfighting, your snapshots, your mm-hmm. lane shooting. Um, and, and you know, diving into people's bunkers and, and yeah. all that kind of thing. Being able to do that when you're, you know, you three or four it, yeah. points into a game. Yeah. Um, and and the thing about all these pillars as well is they all affect each other. So like your mental game, if you're feeling confident, you'll be executing your technical skills a lot more than That's if you're true. Uh, feeling a bit lazy. If That's you're, true. If you're tired. The, th- the first thing to go before your legs start to go out from underneath you, before uh-huh. you struggle to hold your gun, your actual your your, your brain, your, your mental game is what gets what gets thrown off first. Your brain requires so much energy, and when you are tired, you do not make good decisions. It gets you start to sloppy play. Emotions hit you harder. So although yeah. it might not be visible, yeah, like the, the the fitness side of it is 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 huge, especially in in our formats where we're doing like a, a tournament for a whole day. Um, you know. Oh, it's, it's often, yeah. That last game is the one that's important, like the most, the most important. And and if you're tired and you can't execute your skills very well, make good decisions, um, or and, and think about what the right thing to do in this situation is, then you know you're you're really at a massive disadvantage. Yeah, you just got to be like on board, like each and every point. I think that's like the same across all levels, really. Like yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah honestly, yeah, I, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and, they, and they, all, they all come together like, what, there's no, there's not too much use in knowing what the right thing to do in a situation is. If you're, like, if, if the right thing to do is gunfight somebody and your technical ability to gunfight is rubbish, like, like mm. okay, I know that that's the right thing to do. Yeah. If I come out and start, you know, trying to uh, win this gunfight and, and put this person in and suppress them and press up the field, if I, if I don't have the ability to do that, then that tactical knowledge isn't isn't that effective no but then i uh, at least i guess if you yeah if you're in that situation if you're in that situation and you like mess it up at least you can watch your back on that live stream but like okay i need to work on that next training and then you definitely know what absolutely. you need to work on so that's kind of like a win-win like anyway yeah and so, so you hit on something brilliant there which is you know i'm like recognizing what what your um what your error or your fault is yeah um, and then and then working on it. Mm-hmm. So it's quite easy to just, you know, go, oh, yeah, he shot me. I probably could have shot him or whatever. Like, it's, it's really easy to get defensive, even with yourself, even if no one's saying, what happened, mate? Like, 
you can kind of say, oh, I won that gunfight. Like, uh, like, there's a rogue call that clips me or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's really easy to make excuses for yourself. It is, definitely. My advice to anyone is to be honest with yourself. Work out what your weaknesses are. And yeah. Once you know what they are, you can then go and take them away. Is it a technical weakness that I need to work on? Do I need to do some drills? Is it a tactical weakness? Do I need to, like, you know, start watching some games or think, or like looking at a board and think about, okay, what would the right move have been at this point? Um, you know, is, is it that, you know, it was the last point of the day, I don't even know what I was thinking because I was just so exhausted and I just yeah. like, wanted to go home. Like, um, you know, because quite often that happens. Like, I'm playing in a game and I just walk off. I'm just like, I just yeah. felt like I was playing like shit. It just it all hits probably, you at once, yeah. Physical or mental, yeah, exactly. Mm. A physical or mental issue, and, and and at that point you can then take that away and say, okay, how do I improve that? Yeah. And 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 that's the same. The same goes as a team, right? So so you can do that as an individual player, yep. but also you can start looking at that stuff as a team. And, and if you're in a privileged position to be, um, you know, managing people or um, or, or coaching players, uh-huh. then you need to think about what the things that you say and you do, what impacts they have on those players. So. That's you know making sure that your training sessions actually encompass all of these different pillars. As I said earlier, you're doing a lot of technical work on like you know going and shooting at a target over and over again. Yeah. Um, is that actually translating into like your team winning more games, or is it actually actually they, they know how to shoot their guns, but what they don't really know is what to do when there's two minutes left on the clock um, and you're one point up, uh, but you're one player down. What, what do you do in, in, in that in, in that position if you're one of those players that's on the field? Um, it's, yeah, it's the right a, answer is you, you knock it down, you slow it down as much as possible to burn as much time off. Yeah, it's a, it's a tricky and... Yeah, tricky yeah. and uh, stressful situations, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, like, in which case, maybe it's not to work on the skills, maybe we need to work on actually playing some of these points and saying, okay, like, set up some scenarios... Field and the time to be able to do this, like say, all right, okay, you two, you're in back one and state corner. Um, yeah. You three, you've got back center, uh, state two, and back three. Mm-hmm. Um, you like you three have this much time. You two have this much time. Yeah. Um, that works. So there's this much time on the clock. Okay. You're you're trying to close out the point. You're trying to keep as much um, time on the clock as possible. Uh huh. Um, go. Uh, and, and you know, do that sort of stuff. And, and you can even do this. Not on a field. You can you can run through these scenarios, talking to your team on a call. Like yeah, just get hop on like a Zoom call or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Exactly. Agreed with that. The tactical piece is a bit that a lot of teams don't think about. They mm. need to need to just do a little bit more of and a little bit more thinking about. And what's what's important though is you can get into so many different positions and, and, and you can have so many players and, and they might all just have a bit of a different idea of how to play things. Yeah. So it doesn't matter necessarily if you have worked out what the best way to do something is but what's more important is if you are in that two against the three that both you and the other person on the field know what to do and it's the same thing like it, it doesn't oh, matter if we say trusting we, people we never yeah. give up we always press guns because we are amazing gun fighters and that's how we want to play cool you've decided that yeah. as a team that's brilliant you yeah like go with that and run with it even if it doesn't work all of the time um, you know, sometimes it will work and it'll pay off and it'll be a spectacular point and you've turned it around instead of just burn the time off um, but yeah what's, what's important is if you have one person that's like let lock it down and then one person that's like 
let's go, 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 <laughs> that's when it's, you, you, you have more teamwork there. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's something that, you, like, on all of oh. the teams I've been on so far, I yeah. don't think I've ever seen shared understanding of how to play particular points, because we never talked about it, we just played them, and a lot of us kind of have an idea, and it's probably quite similar to each other. Yeah, I'm sure. we've never gone out and said, how do we play in situations? Yeah. Um, so that's something I think teams could do. You know, the earlier that you can start thinking about these things and talking about it and getting a bit of a shared understanding, I think the sooner that will start paying dividends for your, for your team. Yeah, and that's... Um, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I think I think all those all those I think all those points are like really useful. And, um, yeah, obviously like the stuff you've been putting out, out on Facebook, um, if that's been like for like yourself or like the best the the yeah, the Bristol like bin men badges, um, it is it is useful for like all of us, especially like these these points uh, like you yeah, that you've been making. Like I think everyone can take something away from that. Um, so yeah, super super useful information for everyone. No, it's fine. No, no, mate. Honestly, there's like, there's like no time limit. Like, it's fine. No time limit at all. Um, so I kind of talked about like, you know, we, we all know that everyone does drills, um, like to work on their technical skills when they when they go into like a, a practice session. A lot yeah. Of time. And I was just talked about how you can like incorporate a bit of tactical knowledge into it. Uh huh. What you can start doing is, is start setting up, um, setting up drills where you're playing particular roles um, and kind of simulate the, the, the tournament, like the competition. Right, okay. Um, so, like, have you ever, like, have you ever done, like, a, a sort of drill session where you go and just do some snap shooting or some lane shooting? I have done, yes. Yeah, I have, yeah. How, so, how did you do it? Can you talk me through, like, can you talk me through? Um, okay, so, um, yeah, yeah, I can. Like, just talk me through one drill. Right, so, uh, the most, the most common drill that I've, that I've, like, done like at like a training session um, would be you'd walk onto the uh, field and uh, it'd be be working on like snap shooting which I'm not like the best at like I'm gonna admit that like my snap shooting is not really on point and I need to work on that but um pretty much what we would do uh, yeah pretty much what we would do is um, it'd be like like you pick anyone on your team and and you you go up to like a center can or like any any bunker it doesn't really matter it can be whatever and then you just put so you put one person behind it and you, and you go like a couple of bunkers belong put the that other person behind it and you would try and snap shoot each other out but then the catch was you only had to be shooting one ball every time you like uh, every time you went out so it just it focuses on like your accuracy and um, it just like it's, tr- it's trying to um, sort, of, sort of like perfect or like improve that that technique so that's that's pretty much what like me and like a couple of the uh, lads have been like working on and then um, I was at I was at Mayhem last year and um, I was I had like a couple of guys from the uh, Monarchs who were like you know just doing some like giving out like tips and stuff like doing drills on like you, you know the um speed will fill up up at, up at mayhem yeah yeah so they so we were like actually, have yeah. you not okay it's um it's this mate yeah, it's, it's, it's honestly amazing like definitely head down there like it's, it is really good fun um so yeah we were basically all on there and like jordan obviously played like snake for a monarchs and he was just like showing me like different crawling techniques and then we were like snapping 
um, from in like a snake position, which is what well, I found I found quite difficult because I don't really do that. I don't I don't I don't really like incorporate snap shooting into my into like, like when I'm playing snake if that if that like makes sense. Like I'm I'm more yeah. I, 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 yeah. I train that and it's so hard. Like I'm, I'm like six foot two, right? So okay. I'm rarely in the snake, but I'm often I often find myself in the snake. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's fine. No, if you've if you've got any other point any other points, go for yeah. it. Um no, yeah, so so um where, where do you Going back to your to your snap shooting drill, when you have one person behind a can and one person behind another one. Yeah. Did you find at any point that you're both kind of just like wildly snapping out, trying to shoot each other? Yes, yes, like, literally, just, all the time. Yeah. Like, did it feel like you didn't really know when a good snapshot was a good snapshot? It just just so happens that you happen to clip them. Yeah. Just kind of rolling the dice as many times as you could and kind of hoping. I think I think yeah you you really have hit the nail on the head I think that's like, well that's exactly how it feels for me like yeah and, and trust me like, I spent so long playing like training that way yeah so it's, it's, and and it's a really like snap shooting is a really important skill but like what are you snap shooting for like what what how does that translate into winning games and what actually happens when you're in those games so you know. Yeah, did you ever go out in a tournament and start snap shooting one ball at a time out of your bunker? No. Like a, no. Like, you know, yeah. no way. <laughs> you'll, you'll hit them. No way. No. No, exactly. And so like so so why do we why do we train train that to listen to it? You know what I was talking about that person just like crazy behind their bunker, like just yeah. you know, focusing on this gunfight, just like coming in and out? Mm-hmm. That's that's what that drill like trains, right? And it's not it's not great form. Like so um so and it is something I've only Start thinking about recently, right? Is, is right. Yeah. How do we make our drills more like the competition environment? Like when you're, I, I, I imagine, and you know, if, if you don't, then mad respect. But I, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if at some point during that drill you ended up about like one or two steps behind the bunker, so you're actually not really standing behind it. I mean, yeah, I, I probably did like without noticing it. If that might make, because like, because like, you're so focused on that other player, you just do stuff you don't really like pick up on. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, always. You don't just shoot one ball, you, you shoot a stream. 
Yeah. Um, so whenever, whenever I train my staff shooting, I always shoot about three balls. Like, right. Um, you know, it's good to do the odd, like one ball when you're doing like really close stuff. Mm -hmm. And you want to be like lightning fast as one ball on your something right in front of you because it um, yeah it looks that's very rarely the case most of the time that's true the ocean's so yeah so, so it's like you, you, you can train these you, you can set up these drills so they're a bit different right where so you've got a defender and an attacker so the defender their only job is to contain you and stop you from moving into the snake but your job is to try and go and fight oh it's got a bit of technical issues. Brings a lot more yeah. competition into the, into the training session. Okay. Yeah. Um, Did I lose you there for a bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Um, it seems to be happening. It's happened a couple of times. Another thing I wanted to speak to you about was um, I find this happens with like. So I was. I don't know if you've listened to like the first episode of this podcast, but um, I was speaking with like Jordan, um, and we touched up a, like we we spoke about this this like um point where um, I, I find this a lot, like especially like myself, like if I'm, I don't like playing the first point of like a game, like. I don't know why. Like it's weird because I know what I'm doing. I know what I've got to go and do. But I get I get like super super nervous about like the first game. I guess that's because I want to like try and get off to a good start. And I was speaking to George because I thought this was just like a a thing that like it sounds it sounds stupid, but I thought it was like a thing that only like like I, I was just like, I thought it was like just me just like feeling that way. But like it happens it happens to like loads of like other people and like it like Jordan said it happens to him like a lot as well. And I know it happens to like like everyone so um yeah basically the question i want to like ask is um when you're in that like first when you're about when you're about to go out and play that first point and you're like really nervous like uh what could you go and do to like relax oh seem to have lost them again are you back hello Hello. Um, sorry, oh yeah, no worries, mate. I, I don't know. Did hello? you? Hello. Did you? Did you catch everything I said? Hello. Hello. I, I think so. So um, I'll, I'll I'll repeat back to you. So uh, yeah. the, the question is, um, if you're uh, it's the first game, you're a bit nervous. Yeah. Um, yeah. First, first, very first point of the, of the tournament, right? So yeah. You've been talking about this event for the past like week. You've been in the car for a couple of hours, probably, and you get there, and it's like, oh, okay, it's time to play. I have, yeah, I feel awful. My friend uh, froze up. He froze like he, even really? if it's not oh like God. a tournament we care about, like it's like a fun tournament. He goes and froze up for the first point. That's insane, Jesus. One <laughs> does it. Oh my God. And everyone's got something, um, unless they're like you know super cool. Um, so no, yeah. I, yeah. Um, and everyone, everyone, I think everyone gets those those little butterflies. Hundred percent. Yeah. They may be lying to you, but they don't. Maybe some people don't. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Whatever. I, I think if anyone doesn't feel that way, they're they're the exception. Yeah. Um. So and and, it, and this all plays into into that mental game, right? Mhm. Mm um. Yeah. So. The five um, pillars. Yeah. I, I don't really have a great answer to it. I think engaging um, your team. Yeah, I think engaging your team um, to like do a bit of something like to get fired up first. Like, yeah. Uh, 
like doing a, a like a good like sort of run, like um, you know, doing some like warm up exercises just to like get the blood actually flowing and, mm-hmm. and you know, I would love to just go and play. I like I wish tournaments just had like a little field where like half an hour before the day really begins, you can just go on and play a point and just get that out of your system. I that's, would love that. That's but such a good idea. So I think like rituals are probably quite a good thing. Yeah. I always, I always, yeah. I always like tend to listen yeah. to. Um, uh, oh yeah, I was just about to say I always tend to listen to like music, like shortly before, like we just go and play or, so, or something like that. That's that's what I like usually do, or like even in the yeah. car up or something like that. I mean, I I just yeah. I just find that that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I just find that like relaxes me before I go out and play. So. Is, is the way to go about it but um, it, it depends some people really vibe off getting like really pumped and yeah. um, fired up lost him again <clears throat> and I had as, a, as someone that was coaching a team yeah. to go out in that first point and play it like it's a like it's a one minute point and you need to score it. Um, just to like kind of get out of your system and like almost establish the fact at the start like it's okay to lose this point because we're playing it in an aggressive way which is essentially like rolling the dice. Yeah. So it almost gives you that permission to, to do it. And I find even if you lose it, at least you've gone out swinging, running, and you're like, okay, I'm in the zone now. Like, like, <laughs> like I find, I think, you know, in those first points, sometimes you kind of go out and just feel like you're running for the, going for the motions. And yeah. Like, okay, I've got to my bunker, and I guess I'll start shooting this grenade, and I'm sat here, and oh, and that guy's dead. I'm, I'm on my team, but I, yeah, that's probably going to happen. I'm like, ah. I definitely know that feeling, yeah. I'm not following it up yet, kind of state. Yeah. I, I feel like, as soon as you play that first point, you tend to be on it. So I say, um, yeah, like, Obviously, you can't really. I suppose you can't afford to throw away points as much as you can. No. Uh, the lower divisions, right? When you're playing the other team once, or, or, or maybe in a race or two. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's what what we were doing in anyway, in breakout. Might not actually be ready um, to to take on a team that's playing aggressive. So actually, it could. Yeah, I mean, um, so like, yeah, so during the um, last round, we we played up at up um CPPS hello. Right, round. Hello. 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 Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, no worries. Um. So yeah, I was just saying, like during yeah during our like last round up at CPPS, um, we had we used this sort of tactic where um. And I, I would, yeah, I guess I'd describe it as quite, like, unusual. So, um, you had, like, myself and my back player, like, so I, I would go into the, so I would dive into the, into the uh, snake, and then my back player would, like, shortly, like, basically follow on, like, a couple, like, about, like, tw- thir- like 30 seconds after, and then we'd, like, fight our way up to the uh, 50, and we'd sort of just, like, post there at, at the F50 and then just like catch people off guard and I, that that actually worked out really really well like even though yeah. I, I guess like on paper like, you wouldn't think it would work out well but I mean it, it worked out like really well for us because it, it, it did catch teams who we played off guard because they didn't expect to have two people up at that like snake 50 so yeah. 
I mean that, but yeah, so that 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 was yeah that, that definitely played nicely for us. Yeah, you'd be surprised how often you get away with like an unconventional tactic, and mm. I think a lot of the teams I've been on have been quite afraid to to try different things. Yeah, if you've kind of been playing and you just kind of decide what your game plan is, and you kind of just do that until it doesn't work anymore. And then you try something else, maybe if it doesn't work. Got to restructure it, yeah. If it if it can't work. Yeah, like it, it's it, like I think teams do that a lot, and I think I think there could be a lot of value in being a team that instead of trying to find the perfect game plan, it, like you you get better at like become better players at being unpredictable and doing different game plans and um, sprinkling them in and being unpredictable. I yeah. think there could be so much value with that, but I still end up just defaulting to, okay, yeah, let's run what worked last time. Like, Comfort zone. Kind of thing. Comfort yeah. zone, yeah. No, I mean, so I... That's something that I really want to work on going forward, is, is trying to yeah. be confident enough to say, all right, run the centre this time. Uh-huh. Okay, we're going to push wide on the bags this time and just try the bag two instead of just like the bag one. And just like mix try, it. Trying to be a bit more unconventional and a bit more unpredictable and, and you know, like, yeah. If you're doing different stuff every time, it's so hard to to plan against that. But if someone's consistently beating you by getting into the snake and getting really far on a snake really quickly, it's like, okay, let them have the snake. We'll just play like he's in the snake three, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll just keep a corner on him, keep someone in field on him, and yeah. the rest of us will actually just go and play our game and ignore the snake. Um, yeah. And you know that, that that can work really well. I mean, yeah, you could. You you could literally just like po- you could just take a, a step back and just post up on on like a uh, god bunker or like a little like W yeah. and just keep laying in that like exact bunker he's in so he can't he can't really push round. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. This is our game plan and we're sticking to it. I think yeah. One thing that I remember is um, I think James Green wrote it of Lucky 15s. Um, oh, yeah. James, James, is, James is brilliant. Um, he's got time for anyone that wants asked for help. And I think the rest of Lucky 15s are probably, probably the same, but James is the main person I've seen quite a bit mm-hmm. um, He wrote a. Um, if you haven't read it, go and read it. It's called. I think the article is called Make Your Own Luck, and it was shared on the Planet Eclipse blog. Um, oh, right, yeah. What it talked about was identifying what your goals are, like in 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 the in the game. Like, you know, when you're looking at a sheet, like a layout's released, and you look at it and you're like, "Well, there's like 80 different things that I could do. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea what to do." Yeah. Um, that, that's literally me. I, I think I spent a lot of time pretending I know what I know what I'm talking about whilst looking at one of these <laughs> layouts. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, that article breaks it down really well. But essentially, you work out like what your end goals were. Like, what is a good position on the snake side, which can shoot most of the other team and make their life really difficult, but yeah. can also be protected by my team. Like, so it's not like because obviously everyone's like, oh, get to snake four, like get get into their side of the field. But easier said than done. Yeah, might actually be really like really strong mm-hmm. but also really defensible so if you get into the snake four then somebody in the corner will probably run you down before yep. your teammate can protect you or um, you know their snake player will come and come around and, and mug you um, which is that overextension thing I was talking to, to oh yeah yeah. I think 
what's important probably is, is actually setting these goals and kind of just saying, I don't really care how you get there. I don't care if you run the corner on the break or if you run, run to the snake on the break or if you go to God and fight your way out or if, like, you know, they're chopping this up so we double up um, double up the can on the snake side and, like, we're not even wide at all but we have to do this to survive and maybe shoot some, like, you know, if we hold back and we focus on shooting, like, two lanes at the snake, can we eliminate a snake and then get straight in there and, you know, that be how we achieve our goal? I, I think that's how... That's how you should try and play. Instead of trying to play, look at a layout and say, I'm going to go here, you're going to go there, we're going to go here, and then we'll kind of work it out and play paintball and try and get into their side of the field. Like, set your goals and then say, how do you get there isn't too important. You can switch that up every every point. Like, yeah. you know, do something different every point. Just be unpredictable or, or be reactive. So as soon as you notice that they're, you know, if, they, if they're shooting a snake lane well, then, okay, how about we try playing a snake run and shooting the lane instead? Like, don't worry too much about the details. Like work with work with your your one or two people next to you um, on what you're going to do in the next point. Like just so that everyone's on the same page. Um, but like as a team, it's like these are the goals, and we're going to try those shit to get there. And we're not going to overthink like what we do. Yeah. Just I guess just like keeping it simple as well. Yeah. Exactly. Like, really. Yeah. That's really like stripping it back. Yeah. doesn't actually materialise. question I've got for you are we going to see Bristol Benman um, playing in that NXL Europe that's coming to CPPS hopefully this summer you guys going to be playing in that um, probably not probably uh, not we need, we're, we're probably going to be playing the five CPPS events um, or, or four depending on what we've done and training before each one right um, that's, that's what we're doing um, I am also coaching like involved with a new team that is starting out which you may have heard some rumours about may have seen some announcements I don't know um, I'm working with a team that is going to be playing the NXL and okay. will hopefully be able to go with them um, to all the events I'll, I'm almost certain I'll be at the, uh, the Staffordshire one with them if um, if not but yeah uh, so I, I'm going to be trying to attend the NXL events but right. you know, having a child and my partner working um 
you know, working with their with emergency services and um, mm, yeah. uh, you know, doing shift work. I can't, I can't always guarantee it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to try my best to get out to the, the XL, but um, it won't be with badges. Fair enough, yeah. Are we going to get a, a name drop on that team or are you not allowed to say who they uh, are? Are you going to keep it secret? No, they're, they're, they're all about, um, I, I haven't been announced yet, but yeah, it's uh, Team Nutrition. 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 Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So, uh, Sweet, yeah, so yeah. Um, we're yeah, we're actually thinking about, um, well, we're going to, our sort of team, our, our team's plan is to like play like the four, five rounds of CPPS and then we're going to be going yeah. into that, like the um, NXL event. Uh, mm. for, for that like D4 um, level Amazing. which I think is going to be an eye-opening experience that's how I'm going to put it <laughs> I that's think be fun. Like, yeah I actually can't wait as I, as I say earlier like UK teams tend to be like we like we try to find the best game plan and stick to it um, and on that and, and tend to be like relatively predictable um, yeah like the Europeans they will try all sorts of shit. Like, like, <laughs> I, I don't ever watched uh, Jaguars play actually. Like watching like um, Josh and Ellie and Tommy Webb. Like they would, they would try. They would play quite. Like they would take big, big bites that you're just not expecting to see. Oh like, god, yeah. Like, <laughs> players tend to just be like, I'm gonna bump up one. I'm gonna bump up to the next one. I'm yeah. Back. And they, so, like, they were just when like. I played, in, I, I played the Millennium Series with the, uh, the firm, and I played the CPS with them. Um, Right. The, the CPS with one P, uh, with uh, with entity, and yeah, playing these European teams, man, they they do some stuff. They take some big bites that you're not expecting. They like they just they just do some things that that you don't always see. Like um, yeah, not not many teams in the U, like not many players do like a um, oh, I can't remember what we called it. It's like a uh, yeah, Sam Keats on Tigers, but it's, it's when you're like. If you're shooting at one side of your bunker, right, and then uh-huh. someone pins you in, it's like a really quick switch out the other side. Oh. Like put some pin, regain the dominance, and then switching straight back. Oh, like, yeah. I've seen some of that, yeah. Not most of the players do that, but that's like, it's something that you should only do, like, little enough, like, you should only do it like, Occasionally. once when you do it, and you shouldn't do it for very long, because mm. when you're playing the inside of your bunker, you get ripped apart from the other side of the field, right, if you're not careful. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like... Just, just expect to see some stuff that you wouldn't see from, from UK teams when you do it. Can you, can you give any like memorable examples, like any like unusual stuff you've seen from like European teams you've played before? Like anything that springs um, to mind that that was like unusual or you you didn't expect? No, and, and to be fair, like what, where I'm talking to you, it's probably it's probably nothing like special that you don't see in the UK. It's just I feel like it happened more when you're when you're in Europe. It's it's more like. Um, you know, somebody would run from the center fifty and dive into like the, the, the center bag, and okay, um, yeah, <laughs> or, they, or they will they will take the big bites on the break. Um, Scary stuff. Like quite often, quite often we don't we tend to start off being like, oh, can I make bag one? I can make bag one. All right, I'll keep doing it. Like, yeah, it's um, all like plodding along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they they, they don't like, and, and this is a huge generalization. There will be teams out there that play just like us, or or play um, a very contained game. And, you know, as with everything, there's always completely free clubs. But, but yeah, I, I just remember playing teams and being like, I can't believe you just did that in this, like, tournament environment. It, you know, it could even be that it's not European teams and it's just me being nervous, the player, and being like, okay, I'm going to get to this bunker and go up. And I'm being absolutely shocked when people are doing exactly the same thing. Yeah, know. who knows? But, Mr. But yeah, yeah. It, 
you to experience playing games, European teams, things you've never heard of before, you've just got absolutely no idea what you're getting. Um, I, well, I guess that's, that's... It's fun. I would imagine that being very fun. Yeah, I've never I've never played like paintball outside of like the uh, UK, so it'd be interesting to see what what it's all what it's all about. Yeah, yeah someday. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been to some European tournaments, and the sites have been like like awful compared to the Sometimes they're really well set out and, and amazing, but sometimes yeah. they are just like uh, I'd rather actually be at CBS. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No good facilities, like it's hard to like watch the games or, or whatever, like but yeah, it, it should be quite exciting. Um we're yeah. super super blessed here. No, it def- yeah. definitely should be. So yeah, I'm I'm excited for you. Um, yeah, I actually I actually can't wait. Can't wait for that event. Gonna gonna take Yeah, yeah sorry, go on. It's seeing seeing the, the pro players around as well, right? Like yeah. You've, you've got like the top level in the UK, right? And I, I imagine you probably look at those teams and you're like, wow, like I do, I those do, teams yeah. Are, like so good, like they're amazing. Yeah. Um, and and you know, like I, I still look at all with like of teams. Like so some people, um, I, I feel like there's a bit of a uh, like I feel like very experienced or older people like talk shit about the 15s because they. Think they haven't proved themselves on like the European stage, which you know, arguably they have at the DPL, but I yeah, think they it, have. It's yeah, not, it's it's not what the Pro Millennium Series development, like you know, what the CPL was. Mm-hmm. Um, fair enough, they haven't proved themselves on that level, but yeah. there's also hasn't really been a UK team in the last. Uh, I don't want to say the wrong year and get stabbed in the neck, but um, <laughs> like in the last five, six, seven, eight years, it has really been in that division and competed. To a, to a really high standard yeah yeah, um, and like had a chance to win it because you've you've got like the top of the UK can just about compete in the bottom of the top of, of Europe if that makes sense yeah yeah and then, I, yeah that does actually make sense yeah and, and then you've got the same step again up, up to the States yeah yeah I mean yeah, oh, yeah. I've seen I've I've, I've watched some NXL games like, like during World Cup or like if there's like a, a highlights reel of it yeah, some yeah. some moves those those like American teams pull is absolutely crazy. Like it's insane. Yeah. yeah. It's and you know they're, they're not just doing it because they're like they're like oh let's see if I can get away. Like they you, you know that they've kind of seen something and they've gone I've got an opening here I'm gonna go. Like, yeah. It, like I, I think we've all kind of well, like you know, at some point in your career you will if you haven't like do a run through and somehow you just manage to get away with shooting four people. Like I was just going for one guy and. No one actually shot me, and I just carried on running, and I killed the whole team, and that was epic. And I feel like I'm, I'm the best player in the world, but like a lot of the time, it's just not, like I didn't know that no one was going to shoot me. They just happened to not be looking that way. Yeah. It's like I feel like some of the moves that they do in the states, I feel like sometimes it is luck, but sometimes like I, I think it's it's calculated luck. Like it's I'm, I think so. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I don't know. I, I definitely think it is a bit of, like calculated luck as well yeah especially with like comms going off and like all of that yeah but yeah um, yeah I'm just I'm actually I'm super excited for this season oh, I actually can't wait I never thought I'd be playing in like D4 if I'm being honest with you didn't think I'd end up no, no I actually I didn't think I didn't think I'd end up in D4 until well I was speaking with like a couple of like the uh, lads on like on like, on, like the uh, team right and I and I, we were all saying that we expected 
to play breakout for like this season, then we thought we were going to be playing breakout for like the next season and then go into D4. But what's actually happened is we've played breakout, we had like decent rounds apart from round two, and then we've just like bumped up to like D4. And so yeah, it's it's turned out like completely different, and I think that's like a, a really good thing. I, I like surprises and unexpected moments like that. I think that definitely that that, that adds to the excitement. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. Okay, if I was playing breakout again, like next season, I think I I still would be motivated to like go out and do all those things you like just said because ultimately like every team at like every level wants to progress, don't they? So like, every team wants to try and move up, and then even if we even if we were going to stay in that same bracket for like another year, I think that would like motivate us more. Like, I mean, yeah. we're, like, already super, super, like, motivated as, like, a team to, like, you know, do well and play well, just like anyone is. But, like, I guess it's, like, it's just really, like, situation, like, depending. Um, but I, I think if we were in that situation, we definitely would be just as motivated as we are now to try and play better. I don't think our motivation levels would, like, really change. Fair play. Well, that's, that's good. And, uh, and maybe, actually, that's... Maybe that's actually, that's right, like... I, as I said with badges, right? Like mm-hmm. we put in the work that we're up for. Yeah, been there. Uh, we put in the work that we want to that, that we want to do and can feasibly do. Yeah, and we'll see where that gets us. Um, whereas you know, like you said, like you know, most teams, you know, they want to win and move up. Like no team goes to the paintball event like tournament and want, like doesn't want to win the event. Oh, but, that's that's in the back of everyone's um, minds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, like they. Their, their motivations might be completely different. Like, like for, for badges, right? It's we love playing paintball. We like playing competitively, and we like playing seriously. Like when we turn up, we want to play. Yeah. But our situation is we we've all got other stuff going on, so we don't, we don't want to go and um, you know train every weekend and, and make it a big thing. Like for us, we wouldn't change if we got to the elite division. We wouldn't be like, oh, we're elite now. Now we've got to go and train more and do this more. We wouldn't do that. Like we're we're literally, um, you know, I've kind of iterated this. Like if we go to elite division, then we 
get relegated out of it. I don't really care. Like we're no. we're putting in the work that we want to put in as as our team. Yeah. Um, so but yeah. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think what happens is quite often in a team you get people that are motivated by different things or they aren't yes. motivated to, to put the same amount of work in. Like yeah. I, I've yeah. not been on a team until Badgers where everyone's been on the same page about how much they want to play and train um, and what their expectations are. Like mm. some people say, like, oh yeah, I'd love to get up into elite, but then don't turn up to like most of your trainings and just kind of expect like turn up to the events and expect to play. It's like. Yeah, but is it that important to you? Because if it was, you'd be... You'd be at every single one, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you'd be making all the trainings. And if you couldn't make it to trainings, you'd have a really good reason why. And you'd be like, I'm really glad I couldn't come, um, you know, and and be calling the people afterwards, like, oh, how was training? Like, what what happened? Like, what's the field like? You know, and then then you get other players, which you'll find find probably one of these in most teams out there that, you know, they'll find a good excuse not to go or a rubbish excuse not to go and they won't go and then you won't hear from them until the next time you're meant to see them and you're like, are you actually that interested in doing that with this team? Or I, I guess, like, if, if, if that's, like, the... Uh, if that's the uh, case, you just got to actively encourage that individual. Just, like, keep, like, just keep on encouraging them and be like, just turn up and you can improve on this or... You can work on yeah. as we've as we've already explained about like the five pillars and stuff like that. You know, be like turn up. We we can work on this section of it or that section of it. It's just like constantly like encouraging them, but like not to the point you just spamming them. Just like every now and like again, just there's only so much you can do. Yeah. Um. And and there will be people that you just can't can't get to to to, to get on board and get motivated. Mm-hmm. And they probably have something else going on. Like they're probably worried about work and doing extra hours or they may have a partner that doesn't like the fact that they're away on the weekends and yeah, so they're yeah. kind of like pick and choose what they do um, what, what's important though is that you um, as a team you decide how you're going to work on these things work through these things and um, you know I, I think like I, what, what I've done with the badges this season because you know we did have some players that weren't able to come to any of the training sessions but came to all of the events and we're right. like well you know, if we want to be competitive, then we need to do training. So I'm putting a rule in now that you have to train before you come to the event. Um, so I would rather you played less events that you trained for each event that you played than to not than, than to like you know not do training. Yeah. And, and I actually put a, put a rule in, so it's clear for everyone. Like it applies. To, it's not just I'm not putting like anyone on special measures. It's literally <laughs> like this is the rule for the team. Yeah. If you don't turn up to a training. If there's space for you to come and play, then you can play, but I'm not guaranteeing that you will play the same amount of time as everyone else, whereas everybody else in the team gets a fair run of game time um, because they've put the work in and have done the training. So, you know, it could go two ways in that we end up, only three of us can go training, and then we have four people that didn't manage to, to go. Yeah. Um, but whatever, the, the rule still applies, right? Like, those three are going to get as many spins as they can. Well, and, I mean, that's... Yeah, it's not like yeah. we're asking for much. You know. That's that's totally, like, understandable. Really yeah. clear. I mean, um, that's yeah, that's like exactly the same like any different sport. Like, if you don't turn up to training, then good luck trying to get loads of yeah. game time in like a, in like a proper match or anything. So no, I definitely definitely yeah. respect that um, decision uh, for like badges and stuff like that. I, I think as well, it's, it's just making sure that you talk about these things as a team and decide if if you're if you're a manager of a team, right? You've got to to decide what you want your team to get out of it and you need to make it clear to everyone like you you can't 
you know, I think I've been on teams where we've all been wanting to get into the ne- next division or to, to finally get that podium, which we still never got a podium in the league. Um, yeah. So, you know, we, 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 like, we, we really want it. And, like, but we kind of just kind of, we don't say come to every training. We're like, we need to be training, we need to be training and doing more. We don't then say, okay, right, this is how we're going to do it. We're going to play two trainings before each event and you need to make both of them if you're going to come and you need to, you know, come at 10 and finish at this time. And if you don't finish at this time, this is what, uh, or uh, if you don't arrive on time, then yeah. this is what happens. And, and, and like, and, and this is how you're going to be penalised for it. Because as soon as you do that, it's written down. Like, people then go, okay, all right, I've got a choice. Like, I, I do it and this happens, or I don't and that. Otherwise, some people just don't know that you're pushing. Like, sometimes you might all have this, like, most of you are like, yeah, we're pushing for the next thing. And some people are like, oh, really, is that what we're doing? Like, I actually kind of just want to come and play and yeah. you know, see how far we get. And, you know, so I think making these things really clear, setting down what the rules and the boundaries are so that people aren't shocked when all of a sudden you're like, you want to play in the next event. And then they get really emotional, they quit the team and all this sort of thing. Like, you know, if you write yeah. down and you set expectations at the start um, of the season, then people go, like, yeah, you can say, hey, yeah. we agree, we're doing this, right? Like, what's going on? And then they'll either be like, Sorry, yeah, I can't do it because of this, but I'm going to try harder for, for the next event. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. You know, it doesn't, or, you know, the hard thing is at the start saying, okay, yeah, that, that's not for me. And I think the other important thing is to make that the barrier of entry to the team. Like, make sure you tell people when they're joining the team what's expected of them. Oh, I've definitely. Had team, it's like, yeah, you're, you're in, come play. You're, you're right, about the right skill level, you fit the rule that we need come play and it's like all of a sudden they're not turning up to training and they're like I don't know you, no one told me oh like, yeah yeah and, and now you've got someone on the team and you don't want to drop them right so um, that's why we're being really picky right and I'm saying I'm, I, if you saw the post I'm looking for people that have played in the or division one I did see that post yeah yeah because we, we're not training enough to bring people up from division two and make them into division one elite players we like we could if you're putting in loads of extra work outside of what you do with Bristol Badges yeah. but otherwise we want someone that's Division 1 or elite experienced or, or, or at that level um, so because otherwise you're not like everyone's going to be pissed off that you're on a team and not competing as well as we want you to yeah and, and it just feeds like, in like the background yeah yeah, no, so that's some that's some really like useful points you've added. I I think we're gonna I think we're gonna wrap it up to be honest with you. Yeah, it's been, it's been a while, I, I has been, mate. It's been nearly two. Well, it's been an hour and forty. So yeah, it's been uh, yeah. It's been I've actually really enjoyed it. Um, no, you've mentioned yeah. some some really some really good points actually. Yeah, so sorry if I do uh, go on again. No, mate. No, it's fine. No, it's fine. It's it's all useful stuff. Um, I'm, as, as you've been like explaining it I'm going to actually go listen back to this episode myself even though I'm making it like I'm going to go listen back I'm going to go and um, like listen to it I think I listened to it like before before I start like D4 in um in April because you you put some really interesting points on yeah. on this podcast yeah, yeah. I will mate yeah bring those bits into the training sessions that you start doing 100% like, try to make it more like the more like the, the game scenario and, and you'll start reading the most of the yeah I will I'll, I'll say I'll, I'll say this as well um, it, like I don't know if you can add them on as comments or whatever but yeah uh, some videos of me doing some drills where I've tried to make it more like a tournament scenario right just shoo
Uh, yeah, I, I can link some of the, the, the stuff that I've already written out as well. If yeah. anyone's listening wants to, to read about it, and also link to that podcast, that, um, that Sports Lake podcast I listen to, it's, it's really good. Yeah, yeah. well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, man, it's, it's been it's been really good actually. Nice having you on. You know, you've given, I've been, I was reading your post and I thought you'd be a good, good person to have on, and yeah, you have been. Really, really interesting points made. Um, yeah, so. Has it has been a long episode, hasn't it? So I think I think we're gonna wrap it up. Yeah. I'm gonna. All right. Take it easy, mate. Thanks for coming on. Bye. Right, everyone. That is the end of episode two. I'm absolutely knackered. I'm so tired. Uh, yeah, it was good having Luke on, and um, yeah, episode three will be out. Um, sometime in the near future so I'll see you guys in a bit